0: Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts JC and Jack discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives. The Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball versus Life is back and wow, I am Jack and I got my boy on the other mic. He might actually come with more energy today. Just a little bit. I'm kind of <laughs> cheesing a little bit over here. Uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get into all that stuff, all right? We got we got the whole rest of the podcast to get into that. But how was in. your weekend, man? How was your weekend, bro?
1: Bro, well, <laughs> I know we're gonna talk at length about yeah. you know what happened in the NBA Finals, yeah. and that really kind of set the tone in terms of how my whole weekend was mm-hmm. going um obviously it's father's day weekend as well Mm -hmm. uh it's a much less stressful father's day for me instead (laughs) of having a game seven to be worried about Mm -hmm. um uh and uh i don't know man it's just been it's beautiful out here in the bay nice weather (laughs) everybody is just up and smiling i see a lot of uh blue and yellow walking around (laughs) and people just kind of cheesing it man because you know the ring The trophy is back in the bay. I
0: know. There's something that's just electric when your city wins any kind of title, but let's for the for this the purpose of this episode we're talking about the Warriors winning the title, right? (laughs) But like thinking back just that happened. The Lakers won the title. Let's say not even the <laughs> pandemic years, all right? Because yeah. it was, yeah, exactly. Um, long before when Kobe won, right? The last mm-hmm. championship. Uh, when there was no pandemic and when you went out on the streets mm-hmm. and just saw people. Bro, like there's just this connection, you know? You don't even have to say it. You're like, yeah, yeah. bro, we
1: did it. You know, we fucking did it. <laughs> exactly, man. I'll tell you what, like there definitely was a whole lot more of uh, blue and yellow out there. For mm-hmm. sure. I could just kind of see, see it. I could feel it. Um, and it's a good feeling, man. It's been, mm. it hasn't been that long in hindsight, yeah. but, you know, we were definitely at the very bottom, uh, mm. a, a, of the league for a little bit. So it's, you know, a refreshing story, but, um, we'll dig deeper into that, that topic in a little bit, um, uh, mm-hmm. if anything, just to kind of start up outside of that, I actually had mm-hmm. a league game, you know, just to give a little bit of, um, a, a background, like, um, I joined a Filipino basketball league. I believe it's just six two and under, uh, nice. all Filipino. Um, mm-hmm. That started last week. Mm. Uh, but the thing is, um, you know, I, there was an NBA Finals game. Uh, yeah. I don't even know what game it was, dude. It, I feel like it's been it's been so long already. <laughs> it's a one <it's> <laughs> um, um And um, I like, you know, I, I wanted to check out the game, but it, it you know, that second component was like i also wanted to play in my league game but uh i don't know man depending on how that game went either (laughs) either i was gonna watch the post game or Mm -hmm. actually try to actually um uh uh, play play in that league anyway um Mm -hmm. dude this filipino basketball league bay area basketball association (laughs) shout out to the the BABA in the in in norcal man that league is freaking lit bro (laughs) dude how is it lit dude it's just like so i come in and you know obviously everybody's sort of in this basketball mode and i come into this gym a high school gym in in sf mm. and i come in and there's like this rumbling of noise mm. and you hear the squeaks in the the court the basketball is bouncing and i come through and like i see a freaking full house dude legitimately i mean it's not the, you know, it's a high school gym, so it's yeah, not, like, crazy yeah. big, but uh. I don't know, dude. There was legitimately maybe close to, like, 100 people in there. Wow. Like, like players, players that are, I mean, there are, like, four games that happen, like, in, in a night, so they do back-to-back-to-back-to-back. And, like, people's families and shit were there. Like, I felt like there were fans that were cheering on. The mm. energy was, like, I don't, uh, I mean, it was poppable in there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I played in league games where, you know, it's just like you know a wife or two a yeah, partner or two yeah. watching and then you know and just all the other players but this yep. league had straight up fans there was music they had like they have like a an mc there's like a play by play guy they're recording wow. all the games they're posting it on Dang. on on facebook they're they're mm-hmm. streaming it live <laughs> what? dude yeah dude they are streaming it live on <laughs> ig there was like Uh a little pop-up like street food uh Uh filipino street food on the side i come in and they're like cooking like fish balls you know how like street food in taiwan could could be like it's kind of similar in the philippines dude i see people coming in and out of the street food line and they're bringing their food into the gym (laughs) you know what i mean Wow. people are like checking the competition they have a scoreboard they're two refs dude it was
0: freaking lit bro it was dude that's amazing man that sounds amazing I mean I you know, we played leagues in the past, you know, separately, right? We've never played in a league together. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you came down one time and played a league game yeah. With uh, my crew, yeah. but you know those kind of league games, like you said, there's scattered in it. It's like you know a couple girlfriends, couple wives. Yeah. Sometimes they bring the kids, and they're just like supporting dad or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. You might get a friend here or two that's like, hey, if you if you reach deep in the playoffs, they'll come check it out, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty quiet. I think mean, yeah, you're just dude. you're just hooping, you know. Um, but yeah, that this is a different story, man.
1: It's A different energy, man. I don't know, yeah. man. These you know Filipino hoops, you know, is it's different in the homeland but it's different here at least in in norcal in the bay i'm sure it's pretty mm-hmm. lit elsewhere as well mm-hmm. i mean i played in this league maybe like five or i don't know seven years ago mm. and it definitely has evolved because they have divisions wow. now so shout out to the the yeah. organizers in terms of like getting engagement with regards to that i was a little bit worried uh was wise there's a lot of people in one gym mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but you know, it's kind of nice to be able to kind of play in that environment to get some some energy. Um, your boy, you know, playing mm-hmm. that Kevon Looney role. Uh, nice. You know, just was kind of playing that goon basketball, you know, setting mm-hmm. some screens, grabbing some mm-hmm. boards. Nice. The line was not, you know, it was very Looney-esque or probably Draymond mm-hmm. game one, game two-esque. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of passed up shots, you know, uh-huh. a lot of missed box outs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. We won the game, dude. I didn't even check the box score, dude. Because yeah. it was like, it, it was just, it, the, the energy was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, our squad, uh, the Go-Get-It squad, uh, I think we won by like 20 points. Whoa! Um, yeah, dominating. our squad is kind of yeah. a mixed match of like OGs. Uh, mm-hmm. And we have some young bucks that, that can play. Like we have some young bucks that kind of play like Jordan Poole. And then you have <laughs> your Kavon Looney types. So it's, Isn't it's, that just
0: the new generation, man? It is, man. But
1: like, I don't know, man. A lot of some of these guys are, you know, our squad. Mm. I don't know. It's the first time playing in that league. We got some guys that are actually pretty legit in terms of how how they can play. They, uh, nice. you know, they play like... Um, college level ball but like you know what i mean like yeah. um community college level or something like that so yeah. some of these kids like play in like pro and whatnot so wow. it's nice to be a part of a team like that and you can kind of carve a role just kind of doing the dirty work one of my team members who didn't play this past week actually scored 44 points what the week the... before i shit you not dude he <laughs> scored 44
0: i mean bowl. you guys aren't playing full 48 minutes i'm guessing yeah right? we're playing two uh, 20 minute halves Exactly. So, That's hard. it's hard to put up 44 points, dude, in two 20 minute halves. Exactly. He was he oh, was man. gunning, man. Talk so about you, being lit. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's luck lit. definitely yeah.
1: uh, put up some put up some work. But yeah, uh, I wish you could have been you could have seen it, man. It's it's kind of oh, it's kind of nice, especially after coming up after the NBA Finals. You kind of just want to play, right? Yeah. And when you play and you come into that environment where people are just kind of really into it it's wild man and i could say this because i'm filipino but like you know some of these filipino leagues are hella extra man and i love it
0: (laughs) i love it man it's just like it just adds to the whole experience i'm just thinking let's put it out there like filipino culture you guys really galvanize behind each other Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know whether that be culturally and basketball and Mm -hmm. you definitely i mean you've sent me you know just hooping in the philippines just just balling. people get so into it you know just as a community like and (laughs) what's funny is i I went to a wedding i was like last weekend or weekend before Mm -hmm. and the the crowd wasn't really filipino it was mostly chinese people Mm -hmm. right but then like you know long story short the dj was white it was very weird he Mm -hmm. was like a really corny guy but he all of a sudden started playing the filipino song i forgot what it's called it's like filipino something like that right black eyed peas and i was like I remember I was drunk at that point and I was like, <laughs> do you not, I don't think you know the difference between Filipino versus Chinese versus whatever, because you're just playing this song randomly, dude. Dang, dude. But with that said, the Filipinos came out, <laughs> the, yeah. the very, the couple few of them, oh. right, yeah, dude. came out and they led the dance. Dude. That's, that's like play, playing Bay Area
1: hyphy music, you know it what is, I mean? Yeah. It just kind of gets, yeah. it gets everybody. It's got just, their juices flowing. Exactly. It gets everybody hyphy, <laughs> yeah. man. Well, yeah. you know, Homeboy knew uh what gets the crowd going. He's probably DJ yeah. a Filipino wedding here and there and he was like, probably uh, let me tr- let me let me give this a shot, but uh Yeah. Anyway, man, uh you know, it would definitely was an yeah. experience. It was nice to get out there. We we're 2-0 in the season, so mm. we'll see how the season goes,
0: man. Um, well, I'm excited for you to play in that atmosphere <laughs> more and more, man, because like we said, like you know, we're not we've never played obviously pro basketball or anything like that. I I think, like, in high school, you weren't part of any sports team, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I played competitive tennis, but crowds never even got to that mm. that deep, you know? Um, so, I mean, to, to just be in that atmosphere and feel, like, the energy of a crowd while playing a competitive league is really cool.
1: It's it's definitely weird. Like, I, t- I was telling you the story when uh, I got fouled right before the half ended, and... Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't even sure I was going to get like the free throws or whatever. I don't know if they called it on the ground or whatnot, mm-hmm. but I was winded because like, that was like a five minute sprint to the half. Yeah. I got to the free throw line and I was like, I guess I knew some people on the crowd. So they were like, they were shouting my name because just to acknowledge I was there. I don't think they were cheering or anything. Mm-hmm. And I freaking like throw a straight up, like, you know, 95 miles per hour fastball straight up. <laughs> to the board and then it it clanks in and then the second one dude i lost all my wind and i straight up bricked it like you know like two feet to the side of the rim i was like fuck dude it's just it's 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 weird man you kind of feel the energy when people are watching like you know like they're not watching for at least they were watching for me but like Mm -hmm. when you got eyes man it's it makes it all the more impressive how these professional athletes do on a full arena. Cause it's just oh, like yeah, being able to stay locked in, in what you're mm-hmm. doing. It's kind of it definitely is weird, but it's fun, man. It's, it's definitely fun. Yeah. What got me That's was cool. the street food vendor coming in and out, dude. Like it's, I was just like, dude, it's just like, it's so crazy man they were like just eating on the side they had like a little tip jar and they had like a little like gas grill out on the side they were deep frying like fucking fish balls and shit like that it was it was wild man definitely it was wild
0: (laughs) i can't wait to hear more stories as you guys continue in the season yes sir you know hopefully you guys keep up the win streak and then hit the playoffs and maybe dude i can imagine it gets more intense man because dude. if it's a playoffs hit more people are invested right
1: dude they have halftime shows with performers they have like rappers what? like filipino rappers performing at <laughs> like the wow. <laughs> this is an event man this it's a like legitimate dude. An event it's, it's lit i'm telling uh, you man uh, bay area basketball association it's lit
0: it's crazy maybe if you make uh, the 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 title or whatever the title game. I should come up north, man. Check I should check it be out. Should come in the crowd. It's,
1: it's more lit than any high school game that I've seen. Like uh, it's just I don't know, man. But you know, people look for any reason to kind of get together, at least in my culture. Mm-hmm. So it's actually kind of fun to kind of see that. So um basketball brings people together, mm-hmm. brings us together to do this pod, I'll tell you that. So oh, you know it. It's yeah. it's uh, it's unifying. But enough well, about my adventures, one, man. I'm
0: sure we'll hear more of those exactly. stories as we continue yeah. and you can update us. Um but before we get into it, real quick, you know, mm-hmm. happy Father's Day to you, my friend. Thanks. Happy bro. Father's Day. Thanks. You bro. know, you're you're being a dad is tough. You're a dad of two little rugrats. So, <laughs> you know, shout out to you, bro. Like it's not easy to record this podcast and also deal with two kids, man. Hey man. <laughs> you know, I got I got
1: my nine to five. I got I got mm-hmm. my uh five to nine shift mm-hmm. and then you know nothing is more refreshing than getting some minutes out on the basketball court mm-hmm. there and recording this pod with you man it's always good to just be able to keep the um the friendship going as we you know we chat about you know what's going on in our lives so appreciate the sentiment mm-hmm. i know we also have some other listeners or other friends that mm-hmm. also have a rug rat or two in their family oh. so shout out to our friends who are also dads or too mm-hmm. soon to be dads uh you know Good job and keep on doing a good job, you know, being a being a, a dad and a mom for that matter mm-hmm. is, is a mm-hmm. parent is 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 very difficult. So uh, but it definitely is rewarding once you see uh, the little ones grow up, you know, time flies. And
0: yeah, time does
1: fly. as you see them uh, develop and and uh, and grow up.
0: It's just there's nothing more rewarding. So shout out to all that the dads out there. Yeah, shout out to them. But, you know, we got to go back to the topic at hand, <laughs> speaking of time flies. Um, and we'll reminisce on all this, like, you know, what this title means for you, mm-hmm. for how this, for this podcast, and when we started, we'll get into all that. Yeah. But let's just start first with <laughs> game six. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could go back, but at this point, there's no point in going back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Warriors won the title. So I
1: 22 NBA I champions. Who would have wow. thought, bro?
0: well a lot of experts definitely didn't
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh man so game six did you watch it i think think you were you were you were busy i I didn't watch
0: yeah i was busy that night Mm -hmm. trust me i wanted to Mm -hmm. but um i have prior commitments that i do every thursday so uh, i didn't watch the game Mm -hmm. but you know caught up afterwards uh but i want you to tell me how the game played out for you um i mean i had i had took a glimpse in it i have watched obviously the replays afterwards Mm -hmm. Um, from the, from, from my perspective, it seems like, you know, the Warriors did have control for, for most of the mm-hmm, game, mm-hmm. but just as a fan, that's obviously heavily invested in wanting to close out this series and not having to go to game seven, how were your nerves and how did you view the game throughout?
1: Well, it's well chronicled with the past few episodes that I've been a nervous wreck throughout this mm-hmm. postseason run and nothing Pins has the needles. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a lot of that has to do of seeing, uh, and knowing how difficult this process is, having gone to through the finals, whatever six out of the uh, the last eight years, and I know that no lead is safe. Teams make runs regardless of how talented your your squad is. Like you know, there's another team that's that's fighting, and I do feel like uh, Boston is a, a formidable foe. So I was definitely pins on pins and needles on game six. You know what I mean? It's a do or die game for them. And early on when the game started, Boston really was showing and playing with force, showing out and playing with force, dude. So Mm -hmm. they made an early run. And I was just like, in my head, I was like, the Warriors really need to close this out in this game. Cause if you go back to chase for game seven, which would have been today on father's day, um, anything could happen, dude. You know, you know, like uh, Steph could, you know, You know, well, season's over, but you know, you could sprain an ankle, anything could happen, uh, pull a hammy, something like that, and you know, it's a toss-up game in Game Seven. So, I felt like the pressure was there. Uh, uh, It was, I I, I was at least mentally, I was like, this is almost like a must-win game, uh, Mm. just so that you know, you know, we don't put ourselves in a you know, a, a compromising position. Now, I know that you at least as a uh, as a non-fan, would have mm-hmm. wanted to see that, but I felt like...
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I said that to you, too. I was like, it'd be cool to see a Game 7 in the NBA Finals. I, I mean, just for the thrill of it. Uh, Winner takes all? That's amazing. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, dude. But for me, being
1: biased as a Warrior fan, I didn't want yeah. to see Boston in, in a, in a toss-up game, especially mm-hmm. having seen how Game 7 went for us in 2016. So for me, yeah. the pressure was really high for Game 6. Mm-hmm. Boston came mm-hmm. up you know, aggressive. Dude. Yeah, they came out strong. They definitely came up a, a yeah. strong and aggressive. But eventually the Warriors came up with this. I don't even know what the stats are. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. But they came yeah. up with a, a, a crazy run, like an unprecedented run. Like yep. It was like mm-hmm. 21 and oh unanswered po- points. That's insane. So yeah, I th- that. like they were down like, like what, 10? And they were up like mm-hmm. 12, like mm-hmm. easy, like e- if not more or 15, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, by sometime in the second quarter, and at that point in time, I was just like, "Dude, like, they 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 really want to win this game." Yeah. I, I need to remind you, like, in previous closeout games, you know, against Dallas and Memphis, uh, and even Denver throughout this finals run, the Warriors were not able to really execute at that point in time. You know, they had a gentleman sweep with with the Mavs. They got blown out by fifty you know in yeah. memphis and in denver it was the same thing like they just kind of didn't show up on the road so yeah. i was kind of concerned dude i was concerned that they would have a dud uh for game 6 and i don't know man that 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 second quarter run really kind of made it an uphill battle for the, for the celtics after mm. that so um it was crazy man And I felt like it was fueled by a lot of the, um, I mean, the Celtics were aggressive, but I almost felt like they became over-aggressive to a Mm -hmm. point where it was kind of detrimental for their purpose. So
0: I don't know what you saw Mm -hmm. from from the highlights and what what your thoughts were. I think they just were, they came out so strong. I think they had a lot of momentum, Mm -hmm. but they hit a skid. Mm -hmm. And I think mentally they couldn't get over it because it's a home game. And to, to just have it snowball like that, you know, to let the Warriors go on this crazy run. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're down 15 in a closeout game. I mean, like, oh, a win or go home mm-hmm. game for them. Mm-hmm. It's, I think they just, they couldn't get over mental. And, and I think a big storyline that a lot of people are talking about is Tatum not showing up. You know, like he's obviously <laughs> the superstar for the Celtics. And for to score two points in the second half of, you know, of a win or go home situation for them. And it's at home too, mm. you know, where you you will hope like from the home cooking, you could yeah you could help the the crowd could galvanize you mm-hmm. and you could you know lift up to the occasion. Like what happened? I just don't know what happened to him. He, like he just shrunk or the defense and I don't know. It was weird. He
1: wasn't he he wasn't wearing that Kobe uh, armband. band. Should night. have man. Maybe he should have in hindsight. Yeah. I guess he got so much uh, uh crap for it. Uh, when he did it in Game 7 against... Uh, or maybe he was saving it for Game 7. Who knows what he was mm. trying to do. Uh, but it didn't work out for Jason Tatum. Despite Jason Tatum's struggles, and we can talk about him uh, you know, yeah. a little bit more. Despite Jason Tatum's struggles, um, Boston still did make a run in the third yeah. and even through the fourth quarter, man. I mean, mm-hmm. the lead ballooned up to, I don't even know, over 20. 17 was the one that kind of... Was a one was sticking to my mind, but they got it down at like eight points through the fourth quarter. Yeah. So Boston was definitely trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Brown, I think, yeah. was Boston's best player in this series. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know, I know he made a mistake. He, he made a couple of over aggressive mistakes. Turnovers was definitely an issue for him. But Jalen Brown just put his head down and kept going and going and going. And I got to give Jalen Brown a lot of respect in terms of how he played. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart, uh, Defensive Player of the Year, I don't know what to say about how his whole series went. Um, I do Mm -hmm. think towards the end, uh, Marcus Smart was, I mean, he was trying to be overly physical and then the the calls weren't going his way, you know. Mm Try to it's it's, it's always kinda of interesting to see how these overly physical players play and yet they flop. It's just kinda of like there were a couple of plays there where he was just on the floor or he was falling over mm-hmm. to the ground and he didn't get the benefit of the
0: doubt and I don't know, man. You know. You oversell well, that's very Mark Marcus smart MO. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean he you if you've watched Shaq a Fool, he's he's been on Shaq in a Fool a couple of times for egregious flops. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I I remember seeing a
1: meme where he's like kind of squiggling like a fish and they had him like exactly, you know, jump over earth and the moon and all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. So that's, that's market smart being market smart. Mm -hmm. So, um, Hey, I guess if you ain't trying to cheat, you ain't trying, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, Al Horford made a couple of big shots, Mm -hmm. uh, as well. I think him and Jalen Brown kept the Celtics pretty much afloat and potentially Mm -hmm. even, you know, within striking distance through the fourth, Mm -hmm. uh, but like what you said, man, you need your superstar to step up, and Jason Tatum unfortunately kind of ran out
0: mm. of gas. Mm. Uh, what really stood out to me when we reflect back on the series, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about like a lot of just the ebbs and flows of how this series went, mm-hmm. because the last time we recorded was two two, and I did want to mention this mm-hmm. before I forget. So our last episode, you know, the audio cut out about 37 minutes and didn't. So we want to apologize in this episode for those people that listen to this podcast. We, you know, appreciate that you guys are patient and um, understanding of that. You know, sometimes technical difficulties happen. We'll try to limit them as much as possible. It happens. um, Yeah. Um, But back to this series. The last time we recorded it was Mm -hmm. 2-2. And, you know, it was up and down through that 2-2 and you were hoping that this wouldn't go seven and i was predicting it would go seven Mm -hmm. but the warriors i think they kind of learned a valuable lesson since the time recorded when it was Mm 2-2 that they didn't let these leads slip and you know these teams are good so the other team's gonna make a run Mm -hmm. at some point inevitably Um, so that's inevitably i mean they're just they're going to you're not going to dominate another team that makes the nba finals. exactly exactly you know so i think the warriors learned from the the, the, earlier in the series, they made adjustments. GB2 played a huge role. Andrew Wiggins. Shout out to Andrew Wiggins. I yeah. mean, if you're talking about Game 5. Maple Jordan. You know, exactly. Maple, he's actually living up to that name, at <laughs> least this, in this NBA Finals. All right? We're not going to get ahead of ourselves, but you know, he definitely lived up to that name for this NBA yeah. Finals. I mean, if, speaking about Game 5. I mean, he, specifically. you know,
1: Andrew Wiggins offensively and more importantly, defensively played you know, a really great series. I would even say almost a, a a playoff run where he really kind of shut a lot of doubters, including myself, mm-hmm. up with the way yeah. that he was able to show up. And uh, mm-hmm. he definitely was able to change narratives about um, how he's viewed within the league, Espe- especially shutting down an all-NBA first-teamer like Jason Tatum, yeah. dude. You know, yeah. I, I, I know Tatum struggled, and a lot of it can be attributed to his, uh, you know, whatever inexperience shortcomings mm-hmm. whatever fatigue but Andrew Wiggins was also a big factor in making mm-hmm. making life hell
0: for him and uh, shout out to Wiggins yeah I, I think outside we'll talk about why the Warriors won and you know the, the winning mm-hmm. um, feeling but definitely looking at the Celtics they just in comparison to the Warriors experience when it came down to a tight series. Mm-hmm. You know they played well obviously game one mm. you know i did think that was an outlier in terms of the crazy run that they had mm-hmm. and i said this on this podcast mm-hmm. that they weren't mm-hmm. going to have crazy output like mm-hmm. that again um you know but they did win at home in uh, game three but when push came to shove and i said this to you many times over text mm-hmm. and we talked about this i just you can't trust them you can't trust them to make winning basketball players even though they have incredible players that have that potential of course right yeah. but when it comes down to the Warriors' experience and shot-making, you just, after 2-2, they just made the, the plays that they needed to mm-hmm. versus the Celtics, they got tight. You could tell they got tight, you know? yeah. You did call that, and I felt like you watched
1: more of the Eastern Conference uh, sort of mm-hmm. games more than I did. I was more focused on Western Conference when we were doing the playoff mm-hmm. run. Um, and you did say that Boston kind of, you know, they kind of choke up towards the, you know, in game-winning situations, which is mm-hmm. partly the reason why they went really deep, you know, in two mm-hmm. series play prior to the NBA Finals. Uh, you know, they, you know Milwaukee took them deep uh, despite not having Chris Middleton in, in their lineup. And the, ba- the battered Miami Heat also took them seven. And, yeah. you know, if you're a really experienced, um, battle-tested team, you kind of finish off teams that shouldn't, be as competitive for a reason or another at that point in time and that kind of kind of bit them in the in the in the butt uh, you know in the NBA finals you know in addition to the inexperience mm-hmm. that you kind of pointed out I do feel like fatigue might might also have settled in man it's, it's a long mm-hmm. postseason bro you know you yeah. do two seven game series mm-hmm. that shit will catch up to you caught up to the Warriors mm-hmm. in 2016 I know LeBron That's played crazy, crazy but you know, our guys were kind of falling apart at that at, at that um, at that end of the run, and I think it kind of played a factor with the with the Celtics this year as well.
0: Yeah, I just in in pond reflection of the series, uh, it's it's you know kudos to the Celtics for winking the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. but it is a progression that you make. You know, they made the finals. Who who who's who's to know what will happen in the future, but you don't just make it and win usually it takes sometimes you got to lose the first time you make it to the finals to learn a valuable lesson especially when you're going against a championship medal team (laughs) you know like it's not like these two teams are like first timers Mm -hmm. in the nba finals you know so they're just there's a lot of inexperience on both ends i mean the the warriors are battle tested Mm -hmm. let's just keep it real the warriors are very battle tested they've been here before they don't panic i mean i know after game one as a fan you're you're really worried but The players, they never panic. You could tell in their interviews, you could tell how they approach the next game. They never let the loss of one game get too high Mm. and the win of one game like put them over the top in in getting too confident. Like that's what championship champions do. And that's what fans don't understand, that these players understand. We freak out, but they don't because they know it's one game at a time. Yeah. So you, you just can't level your emotions like that. Like when you know You gotta focus in on the next game. You know, you gotta put it behind you, and you gotta be like, "All right, we gotta hone in."
1: I'll tell you this: um, very much true with all the points that you have uh, you have said. Experience does come into play, and I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics find themselves back in this uh, in in this level Mm. again and competing in the finals because they have a really, really good team. Jason Tatum had a, a, you know, in all things considered, just a bad series. But they have some players over there. I have, mm-hmm. deve- I mean, I've always been a big Jalen Brown fan, but like this is yeah. the first time where I've actually seen him put in the work and seen his competitive fire. And I have mm-hmm. even more respect for Jalen Brown after the series. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Smart, for all his faults, is mm-hmm. an amazing defender. Uh, Ime, mm-hmm. for all the mistakes that he made. Yeah. This is his first year, you exactly. know, coaching. Uh, uh, a squad right he has a ton of experience as a player and as an assistant coach but first time mm-hmm. driving the bus right plus plus robert williams you haven't talked about robert williams no, but if robert right. if, if yeah. time lord was healthy man who knows how this series might have changed you know what i mean mm-hmm. like he was putting himself out there uh mm-hmm. and he was definitely a game changer despite being hurt he was still making life difficult and and crazy mm-hmm. for us but if he is able to come back healthy, a big if, especially given how much he gutted through this this season. I don't
0: know, man. I wouldn't be surprised to see him back here. I agree with all your points, but let's talk about how it felt like for you for when that final buzzer rung. And, you know, you see the celebration. You see everyone just, you know, letting the emotions mm. out. Like, how did how did it settle in, man? Um, Dude, it's kind of
1: interesting because when I – When the buzzer hit, the first thing that I remember uh, feeling emotional about was seeing Steph kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of crouch down and just kind of show some emotion. I think uh, I'd never really seen him. You know, it kind of reminded me when Michael Jordan kind of won that championship where he was holding down the ball and he was kind of like, you know, like uh, on the ground and people just kind of. You know, crowded yeah. over him. I think that was the the year that he lost his dad or something like that. Yep. Obviously was, yeah. Obviously, this wasn't as emotional for Steph, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the level with Mike losing someone. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of showed like how much, uh, how difficult mm-hmm. this journey has been. And it wasn't like a mm-hmm. journey that just started this season. It's been a journey mm-hmm. since we last were in the finals, since 2019, seeing seeing Clay, you know, mm-hmm. go down. Like, there was a photo of Steph kind of just sitting down on the floor watching Clay getting tended to in 2019 and seeing a comparable yeah. moment where Steph was in the same position but, like, crying tears of emotional joy mm. winning this championship. Mm. And it felt like it's a, a culmination of a three-year journey. Um, mm. And, you know, it's interesting. Like, I was happy, but it's less about happy happiness, but it was mm. more like there was, like, A combination of relief and sort of like validation i think that's the word that i'm looking for like i think you know all the noise that happened to championships even prior to that 2019 year with Mm -hmm. kd i think this was a prove it year for steph and the warriors to just kind of show that you know what we're not a super team like all of those narratives like is kind of rendered null at this point just because like, we're just Mm -hmm. a good team that just kind of plays the right way and is able to seal the deal. So I think that's the word that I cut. Like I feel validated for supporting Mm -hmm. this team and less about happiness and maybe happiness will come tomorrow at the, at the parade, Mm -hmm. but it's just,
0: Oh, the parade will be (laughs) exactly right. But it's just,
1: it's a feeling of validation, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, man, like, I don't know, it's like being a fan of this organization where there's a lot of hate that's being kind of spewed on and you don't want to really kind of base it on that, but obviously the players hear that, fans hear that as well, <laughs> and just being able to just kind of shut all of those sort of narratives and the noise out, it's just it's satisfying, bro. So that's
0: how I felt. Yeah, and you know, the Warriors have followed up with keeping the receipts, mm-hmm. which is validates how you feel. Because the players feel that way, too. Yeah. Um, Whether that be, like, um, Curry remembering how the media predicted Mm -hmm. um, where the Warriors would finish, which is definitely not with the title, Mm -hmm. um, to other things, Draymond uh, had a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we can elaborate a little bit on Mm -hmm. that. Um, Just these guys remember. Remember a lot, actually. And this kind of likens us to the last Mm -hmm. dance, right? Michael Jordan remembered a lot of things. In fact, he kind of made up some shit (laughs) at the same time. So these athletes on such a high level you know i don't think the warriors are making up anything but they remember all these little things these little slights these little doubts in them and they utilize it as motivation and the warriors are no different and they showed it afterwards definitely i mean if you're playing this level of competitive sports
1: you really need to muster up any motivation that you have to keep you going through such an arduous and long season and Mm -hmm. you know it's funny when i hear retorts about like you know staying or living rent-free, you know, in someone's head Mm -hmm. or all of that stuff, you know. But the fact of the matter is, it's just like, it's just a circle of like, of like, uh, of like hate that kind of happens with regards to that. Just because I remember Mm -hmm. like Clay kind of burned Jaron Jackson for saying strength in numbers, uh, you know, and then Ja responds back saying like, oh, we're living rent-free in your head. But the (laughs) reality is Jaron Jackson was responding to, you know uh to how the wars were dominating before you know in any mean like you would not do a passive aggressive stat- slight of that if they if the wars were living weren't living rent free in their head. so mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. mean honestly it's just like you know <laughs> y- you know if it's out there people will hear it and you know they'll process it the the way that they need to to you know to get them to where they yeah. need to get to pretty much right mm-hmm. and that's just Mm-hmm. the way that the warriors processed it i'll tell you this mm-hmm. throughout all of like the shit talking through all the years i do feel like the warriors didn't really try to respond as much um mm. until they got to the point where they could flex like yeah. yeah you know what i mean like i mean draymond talks a lot of shit steph never really talks a lot of shit uh mm. nor does clay but like you know after you win a <laughs> after you win a chip man it's you know it's house money at that point. You just kind of have to, mm-hmm. you can say whatever the fuck you want until, until exactly, man. you're on that.
0: the top of the mountain, exactly, man. Right.
1: It's your time. It's your
0: time to talk but
1: you know, because you earned, exactly. it. you earned it. That's exactly. Thing. But yeah. you know what? I don't want to focus on that negative yeah. narrative stuff. Yeah. I do feel like, yeah. you know, after the championship, um, mm-hmm. despite all of that side noise, there has been a lot of praise that has been kind of thrown out, particularly to mm-hmm. Steph Curry. Um, yes. Like, I feel like there's... NBA Finals MVP? Exactly. Like, um you know, there's always been a lot of talk about him just not having that final piece of the puzzle. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, Durant being the better player that carried him to the, you know, to the 17 and 18 championships. Steph yeah. was just able to just say, you know what? Give me another opportunity where I can prove myself and I'll show you what I can do. And dude, he, like a true superstar... You know, he <laughs> he carried the team, put him in his back and just you know, he did it, it just carried them to the promised land. And that, you know, that changed the way that he's viewed now. he, It's almost kind of like almost, you know, it's almost like a shoe in that he's just top 10. Like that's been a narrative. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are, man. What do you think of
0: Steph and how he did? Well, first, I want to talk about like kind of this journey, how Steph uh was able to carry the team to this championship uh it, like the validation as the best player mm. currently and, and having that hardware to prove mm. it you know finals mvp and just even the season before mm. uh kind of reminded me a little bit of kobe right like yeah. kobe had to do it alone for a while so he carried the team i mean you know anyone has followed kobe's career they're in those lean years where he didn't really have much help he was going nuts just like had a more longevity in going nuts than curry mm-hmm. that's for sure yeah. because clay got hurt and obviously curry had to really put the team on the back and it was not a winning year in terms of making the playoffs mm-hmm. but he showed that he went nuclear mm-hmm. like throughout the year and you're like whoa you know <laughs> well i hope we have the team healthy mm-hmm. back so we can actually capitalize on how nuclear he can mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. when you know that he actually has to carry the mm-hmm. team whereas before it could be a balanced more of a balanced attack, right? Where you don't want someone to get exhausted if they don't need to, right? Exactly. So, coming to this year and having Clay, honestly, like, he wasn't even close to old. Clay, yeah, dude. Like, or whatever, pre injury Clay. Like, and it's a real unrealistic expectation to be, have him get there, anyways, um, at this juncture uh, in terms of coming back this year. Yeah. Um, so, seeing that, just like Kobe, when he finally won the championship without Shaq and Curry winning, carrying the team, of course. It's a collective effort, but he did carry the team, right? Um, To see that. And because Dre, he struggled. Let's just be honest. (laughs) He He struggled. You know, it's not like he had, like, Dre, like, playing at an all-time level. Like, he had, obviously, a supporting cast that helped him. But there was nobody that dominated next to him, you know? Like, Scotty and MJ. (laughs) There was no KD, dude, honestly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So, to see him get this cherry on top in his career... Uh, And who knows, you know, there's still years of his career Mm -hmm. left, but focusing on the right now to get that hump off his back, to prove it to himself Mm -hmm. and for the fans, for you guys that have followed him, Mm -hmm. his whole career, and just for the noise, however you want to put it, but we're not focused on that. It's a great feeling. Just like when Kobe won his first uh, championship without Shaq, like there's a relief, it's a validation for their career as a fan to have follow it, to see it. Um, It feels like it comes full circle. Yeah, it does. It does. And...
1: Yeah, man, it's just—I don't know—it's just beautiful to watch him just do his thing at the highest level. You know what I mean? Like, I—I—I mm. I, I told you like the last episode, like uh, on Game Four, like I was—I had the—I had the white flag in my arm. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you know, I was ready to go to the league game just to get it out because I—I didn't yeah. think that this, you know, I didn't think this series was gonna happen just because of how poorly all the other players were playing. And then for him to be able to just kind of say, you know what, guys? I got you this game.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that... that You need that, man. You need a player that just says, I got yeah. it. I'll carry us this game because we yeah. need it. That changed the series. I
1: felt like that, that was the turning point. Like, once Steph mm-hmm. was like, you know what? No one's going to check me here. He had one bad game in game five. But, like, yeah. I felt like you know, that galvanized using your, your, your term that galvanized the team already to say, you know what mm-hmm. we got, we got a heavy, we got a heavyweight knockout hitter here in the back. Right. So yeah. like it took the pressure out of the the whole squad knowing that, yeah. you know, even if they kind of drop the ball, they can have someone kind of bail them out at, at the end exactly. of the day. Yeah. And that is just, that freed them mentally. I think it helped Draymond, mm-hmm. uh, it definitely helped Andrew Wiggins. Like knowing mm-hmm. that he could just kind of just play his game, and I don't yeah. know, there are only a few and far. There are few players that can can shoulder that 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 load, that 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 yeah. burden. And Steph is one of them, man. And this is why you're mm-hmm. you're in discussions for like, you know, top ten
0: all time. Yeah, that's what superstars do, man. Like I know it's tough to play with a superstar. Sometimes you feel the pressure, but at the at the end of the day, if you're built of the right mindset they empower Mm -hmm. you you know like when they when you know they got your back you want to live up to that standard as well so you're gonna you know you're you're gonna try to excel your play so i think andrew wiggins definitely did Mm -hmm. that like you could tell like whatever however his career has went you know he's finally put in a position where he can excel in his role Mm -hmm. and he tried to live up to it the best way he could and it's been an up and down road you know but you know with the whole team back like, you could tell he started to excel. Absolutely, you know? man. Shout out to Wiggs,
1: man. Going to Target Saramonte know, to buy some diapers. <laughs> that dude is just... I don't know, man. I like this squad, man. No one really thinks mm-hmm. that they're just above every everybody. And uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's hard to not... Uh, it's hard to dislike them.
0: You know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't know. I'm biased. I can see it being as refreshing for you because, you know, of course, having those KD years were amazing. Because KD added to the squad added honestly kind of an invincible element mm-hmm. in a way when they were fully healthy okay uh, but now with kd gone like it, it comes back to yeah like a almost feeling like a more of a grassroots yeah. type of team where it's not like anytime you show up to the arena it's like you have this invincible yeah, yeah. aura that you're supposed to win actually yeah, exactly like, for you to lose is like a shame, <laughs> you exactly. know? Um, but now this team wasn't that this, this just to keep it real it wasn't like th- it didn't begin the season like that and throughout the season i know they played well and they had their spurts of being strong in the beginning but they sputtered they sputtered and there were doubts yeah dude absolutely sure.
1: if you really kind of think about it you have a superstar that is not physically dominating he's as normal mm-hmm. as they can get and probably one of the the the, the best small uh, small physically small players out there even though He's big by normal standards, right? Um, You have Clay, who has, who's pretty much has like one healthy leg. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and he's coming off two catastrophic injuries. You got a guy that's been written off by the league as the most overrated number one pick. One of the most overrated number one picks, overpaid number one picks in Andrew Wiggins, where everybody thought that he was just a disappointment altogether. Um, you got Draymond who actually has back issues, uh, mm-hmm. um, like a nerve issue in his back, and has like zero offensive game. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you got Looney who's got two hip surgeries. Like, I, like honestly, yeah. dude, this is out. There's nothing like physically like just over. These are not mm-hmm. the monsters if you really kind of think about mm-hmm. it. As special as Steph is, right. if you and Clay are right, like they're just not mm-hmm. like overtly dominating types of players. There's a cerebral component. Mm-hmm. And as much as you think that the squad is, like, a veteran-laden team, we're top-heavy. Mm. Dude, we have Gary Payton, who's been in, like, five, like, G True. League teams, right? Dude, he was cut yeah. by our team at the start of the year. I don't know if you've heard the the story. Gary Payton uh-huh. was about Wait, to be ahead. cut, right? And mm-hmm. he wanted to stick around with the squad that he actually, instead of... Uh, uh, just leaving and trying to get another deal, he was just like, "I can be a video coordinator, and can I work out yeah. at the at the facility while I'm a video coordinator?" He just wanted to be a part of the squad. Uh, mm. You got rookies. You got two 19 year old rookies, lottery picks at that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but mm-hmm. you know they're 19 years old. You got James Wiseman who has not play. Hey man, they didn't get run, dude. In the finals, they didn't get run in the finals for sure. Yeah, they did it, right? They did not get run in the finals. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, hey, mm-hmm. everybody plays a role, dude. Like you know what I mean. Yeah, lot-
0: yeah, they did get run in the playoffs, though. They did play in the. In Otto the- Porter Jr. was
1: like he was mm. he was out on the table, in free agency yeah. last year, dude. He had oh, yeah. a veteran minimum. Yeah. Bielitsa. Yeah. Talk about being broken. Also, Otto uh, had a lot of exactly like last you know years. like I just love those stories, man. And like yeah. if you can just get these you know broken down players left on mm-hmm. the street, no one wanted them. You know and just you know put him you know put him uh to be a part of this patchwork squad uh mm-hmm. you know you got a leader and somehow make a run to the championship that's fucking a great story
0: yeah i love it i i think the gp2 story uh is the one that kind of encapsulates it was kind of weirdly meant to mm-hmm. be you know like for someone to get you know, to be wanting uh, to interview for a video coordinator position and being jumping in 5G leagues and actually getting cut by the Warriors and bring, brought back, getting injured in the playoffs but coming back in the finals to win the title—that's amazing. Dude. <laughs> I mean, that that's literally the roller coaster of uh any NBA exactly, season <laughs> dude. i am if anything outside of steph i'm most happy for gp just because of his journey yeah. man like i mean he's gonna get some kind of paycheck that's the great oh, thing man. you know for somebody to put in that many years in the g league i hope he gets some kind of i hope he gets paid by the warriors um but i think at this point in his career he'll go wherever the money is um because he wants to get paid but i think the Warriors will, will give him a nice little, little
1: playoff shares man sure. you know it's, it's, yeah, it's man. spread the yeah. spread the wealth Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole actually we didn't even mention Jordan Poole I was Jordan Poole was driving me crazy in the finals finals, I'll be honest but like we wouldn't get there because Steph was injured like through the the, you know let's not forget Steph was injured like the last month of the season his first game back was Mm -hmm. the first game of the playoffs right like Mm -hmm. Jordan Poole kept kept us afloat and he did play well in the Denver Mm -hmm. series but like yes he's young dude and he was yeah, statistically yeah. speaking, like he was the worst NBA player like two years ago mm-hmm. during like the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like he was so bad, mm-hmm. like for mm-hmm. him to get to uh, you know potentially get a bag out of all of this and uh
0: and, and win a chip, amazing story. But uh, yeah, whew. wow, it, it's it's crazy to reflect. And I'm gonna talk about like kind of the the how this, what this means for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, For those of you that haven't followed us since the beginning, you know, the beginning was rough for us too. You know, we were learning a lot Mm -hmm. of things about how to do a podcast, but we started in, I don't even know, like four years ago. I don't don't even know what year. I mean, the pandemic kind of threw us off. Um, But let's say three, four years ago, when we started this podcast, the Warriors made the finals. Yeah, they did. (laughs) And they lost because of all the, you know, like Katie going down and all these things. It was, it was Mm -hmm. rough. It was really rough. That was, and also subsequently afterwards, Katie Mm -hmm. left. And then Clay got hurt and all that. I mean, you know, another injury with Clay, And it was a low for you. And in that time, the Lakers were also at a low. There was a lot of drama with the Lakers, but they recruited Mm -hmm. LeBron James. Or, like, LeBron James decided to come. And in 2019, the Lakers won the championship. And in the years of this podcast, I never honestly would have thought... Number one, the Lakers would have won a Mm -hmm. title. And number two, the Warriors would win a title Mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy to reflect back on our podcast and you obviously being... bay area guy and you know i grew up in socal but we we obviously you know made our friendship in norcal Mm -hmm. but to to see our two teams and i know like there is animosity between norcal Mm -hmm. and socal and you know i'm not like the i'm not rooting for the warriors Mm -hmm. necessarily Mm -hmm. but i appreciate like a winning culture Mm -hmm. i appreciate the winning traditions that the warriors do have now Mm -hmm. and they literally have you know, they've set a legacy forward, and you got to give props to that. I'm not a hater like that. I know there's a lot of fans that just hate. They just like to hate. Yeah. But that's just not me. That's not our podcast. And I want to congratulate the Warriors and mm-hmm. you for sticking it through the journey. I, and I, I know we put it in perspective. It's not like they were down in yeah, the heaps exactly. for a lot of years. Exactly. But the
1: journey is something, though. I mean, you guys have been through a Definitely. lot. Definitely. I mean, worst record in the league a couple of years back. Mind you, yeah. I didn't do shit yeah. for the Warriors. I don't deserve any congrats no, for this. of course not. I mean, but you're yeah, a Yeah, but I, a fan. I mean, I have been supporting this team a long time, and it definitely you know. is just... I don't know, man. It's just... It's definitely satisfying to see how... I'm just happy for the players, man. And I'm happy for the joy that they're able to bring to other people. And I'm happy uh, for them to share, like, you know, a positive culture that can kind of teach people how to play basketball the right way and how to just in many ways be a team player the right way like an organization like you know there's i don't know man i mean call me biased but they really are in many ways just doing things the right way developing players Mm -hmm. you know rewarding players that have earned their keep uh giving players Mm -hmm. opportunities and i don't know Mm -hmm. that's just you know it's It's uh, definitely, definitely refreshing. I'll tell you this. I hear a lot of noise against Mm -hmm. the warriors, but it it really is about the players or the organization. Sometimes it's just the fans, you know what I mean? Like people, I mean, fans are ridiculous, man. You go
0: bleacher report, fans are uh, community forums. People are just out there to troll each other. Um, But I I do want to point out, I think that's, you know, as annoying as fans (laughs) are because they, 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 they talk and they react out of their emotions. Right. You know, that's what makes the league great. Mm -hmm. You know, even the players, you know, sometimes they react out of emotion and you could see that's authentic and genuine. Even when someone's all heated Mm -hmm. and angry, it's because you know, like, they're coming from a place that they want to win a title, right? They want their team to win. So, like, it might be from that angle. But at the end of the day, it's it's just like, I thought this was funny the other day. I was thinking about it, that there's no other uh, industry or fandom that, when you're a fan of, let's say an artist, right? Or an actor and they win uh, Oscar or something mm-hmm. like that, right? You don't congratulate your friend and be like, hey, congratulations, you won mm-hmm. as well. Like that's only in sports because of the culture behind mm-hmm. it, of the six man mm-hmm. culture, like, the, like you are part mm-hmm. of it. And the, the, the athletes also talk about that, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I know it's a marketing point sometimes, but I do think they realize that without the fans and without all this love, you know, it's, it's different, you know, wouldn't it be the mm-hmm. same? so the culture of it and it's also a bonding experience yeah. for us like when i say congratulations to you obviously i know you didn't have a hand mm-hmm. in winning you know it's i'm not stupid yeah. you know like you're not out there playing like the players are the ones that practice mm-hmm. every day they're the ones that put into the skills but it's feeling like you're part yeah. of something and knowing that you are part of like how much you've been rooting for this team to be like wow dude it feels like you won as exactly well. so we know the reality yeah you know we know but it feels like hey i'm bonding i'm yeah. bonding with you by saying congratulations bro power of sports man it's just a sense of community
1: that it's able to foster exactly. d- develop and i mean i see it you know in the bay right now people strangers mm. i don't know nothing about you know young bucks mm. you know nephews yeah. old people mm. people at the the register at the store it just kind of you know it, it it creates this sort of like you know like uh sense of community there's this, this this uh part of something bigger than us that 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 sports is able to to create and it's uh, that's a beautiful thing man it really is a beautiful thing and i know i don't know we missed this the past couple of years i know you experienced it yeah. you know the rams winning yeah. recently i'm sure it's the same in la mm-hmm. with uh, the Braves mm-hmm. winning the world series in atlanta Josh can, yeah. you know friend of the program can exactly. can can attest to this mm-hmm. There's just something about, you know, getting hardware in your city and how that uplifts mm-hmm. the city. And you know, it's it's not tangible, but it's real, man. It really is real. So yeah.
0: it's it's great. Yeah. And I do I wanna end this pot this episode soon. And I do wanna talk. About, we had a lot of people come through this this program mm-hmm. of ours, you know, a lot of close friends, and a lot of them have not been able to feel like they've been a part of a championship Mm winning team but the reality is your fandom isn't based on that you know like it's always the journey right i think the high is great right to win Mm -hmm. a title but you don't like our our friends who follow their teams whether they win the championship or not doesn't mean they're going to be less of a Mm -hmm. fan i mean it might be a tortured existence (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you're a fan because you love your team and you love the sport so whether you win the title Mm -hmm. or not it doesn't dictate that's what a bandwagon fan is Mm -hmm. called (laughs) and Hey, we're not in it for the bandwagon. But of course, we're rooting for the ultimate goal at the end of the day. But it's all part of it, man. It's all part of fandom to go through the highs It's and a lows. journey, man. Some lows yeah. are a little bit long, bro. It yeah. was long for the Warriors. Yeah.
1: That's why it's so much more no, rewarding. It was. It was. It was. Exactly. That's why you get to enjoy it. Exactly. To enjoy that's it, why. Bro. You get to savor it. That's why when when I celebrate this, there's no guilt, man. I put in my I put in the yeah. time to watch all of those <laughs> those years now, yeah. so it's it's amazing feeling, man, and it really is nice to be able to to to, to bask in this. Uh, mm. The next it, we're in the summer, man. I don't even know what to do, but it just it just feels great to be able to uh, to to know that until the season starts once again, actually for a year, you know, that the Warriors are champs, and that's a great feeling.
0: And I'm gonna say this like I always was afraid this podcast was a weird curse for the Warriors since we started under the premise that the the Warriors were made the were in the mm-hmm. finals and then they lost and then subsequent years it went really downhill. Mm-hmm. But it's I would like to say that this podcast is not a curse to the Warriors. <laughs> I'm glad that we got the monkey off our back, dude. I legitimately yeah. well. I'm like, dude, maybe we shouldn't continue yeah. this podcast if. Shit uh, keeps happening to the yeah, Warriors. Exactly. Like I, I mean I was thinking So we we did it, bro. I we know, did That's it. what I'm saying. Congratulations to I us. Know, man. Right. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, man. I was I was feeling the pressure for a little bit. I was just
0: like, man. <laughs> Should we keep recording, I know, man? <laughs> it's just, man it's just be a good book. We push through, man. We push through. We believe. It's time to we hang believe. it up, man. That's what's, <laughs> we, uh, we did it. But uh, man. yeah, man, it it yeah. definitely
1: was. Uh, you know, it definitely was. It it made you think. But you know what? It's been mm-hmm. it, you know it's been fun to talk about uh, about this. Yeah. It'd be interesting to kind of listen back on hearing how mm-hmm. emotions were. Because I remember recording right mm-hmm. after. Um, the 2019 finals and just yeah like what you said full circle man like the 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 pain and despair of how it was uh back Mm -hmm. then but i don't know man once the being at the very bottom makes it so Mm -hmm. much sweeter when you get back to the top and that's why this championship was really really it was great man just because yeah man it's different
0: so literally started from the bottomless standings, hey, and now we're here. You got we're James here. Wiseman. And now we're
1: here. What <laughs> mean because of that? Hey,
0: hey look, summer league's gonna uh, be no, lit. Right. I'm actually, I'm so <laughs> Bingo, hyped with hoops. Wiseman and Moody and the exactly. new guys. Exactly, I'm so hyped with hoops. Like I don't care actually about the NBA
1: <laughs> yeah, draft. I need a break from hoops for a little no. bit. But when summer league yeah. comes, just give me a couple weeks. I'll be back
0: mm-hmm. into into the mix, man. So I want to say enjoy you know the parade and watching it and however you do and enjoy you know just our, our little break before we come back um, you know this is the high right now we'll figure out our schedule as we go into the summer because it is basketball season is over you know? basketball season um, is indeed um, and over. you get to finish it on a high exactly <laughs> the highest of exactly, high exactly the ultimate exactly high. exactly so uh, woo. Let's because go. The previous year, the, your high was getting like the Wiseman pick. That, yeah, was, that was my high. Dude, that was like the, the
1: time that you were like looking at, like, I don't know, celebrating your championship. I was on nbadraft.net, yeah. like looking at prospects and all of that stuff, man.
0: But it's yeah. all worth it, man. The beauty of the it's, ups and downs. It's, it's all, all, all it, fun, man. man. It actually really is it fun. It is. You know, whether or not. I mean, when I reflect back on our podcast too, like talking about the yeah. lows. You know, it sucked at the time, but it's fun reflecting back. Be like, dang, we went through all that. And we talked about it. We got to record it. It really
1: is. So it really is less about the result, but more about the journey, man. Because at at any point in time in you are in your journey, there are learnings, memories that Mm -hmm. you can get from it. And, hey, man, it really is less about the result, but more about the journey. I'll tell you that.
0: So I'm going to say it with the final word for me for this mm-hmm. podcast episode is I got to see the journey for you. And I'm the, for me, my happiness for the Warriors winning is because Thank of you. you. it has actually nothing to do with the actual team. And I appreciate the talents, right. And all the stuff that you said, how the Warriors run their, their organizations. You know, I, I, I see all that, but for me personally, as your friend, you know, to see you go through these lows and get to this high, it's cool to see, bro. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, we'll sure. leave it at
1: that, and I have nothing yeah, else we'll to say about that. But say thank you, mm-hmm. man. It's it feels great, mm-hmm. and it's hey, man. It's been a long journey, and it's
0: just nice to be able to go to mm-hmm. sleep and
1: just be happy. That's great.
0: And then we'll end it with you know you can follow us on our socials. Uh, they're linked in the description below, and I, we want to wish you a happy, uh, healthy, and fun summer. And we'll this podcast will be back. We'll figure out our schedule, and we'll keep you guys up to date. You know, so we'll talk to you guys the next time we release an episode.
1: Peace. Peace.